Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All righty, uh, no updates on Kirk Cousins' arrival in the Twin Cities, I take it. Huh? We have been monitoring uh, MSP, the, the Eden Prairie Airport. Uh, we are, okay. we have, we have uh, moles on the ground at every facility. We have not spotted Kirk Cousins yet, sir. You know, you know what we should have done? We should have brought out the old joke we had when Ricky Rubio uh, arrived uh, when... Uh, we had it on the morning show when we were doing the morning show. Okay. Remember Ricky's dramatic uh, arrival, yep. gentlemen? And uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, well, we see the plane now. Here it comes. It's coming in, and we're doing the whole thing. And then we ran the uh, tape from the Hindenburg <laughs> crash <laughs> where, it, where it blew up and went down. And uh, some people got kind of mad at us. Uh, that was, uh, they, did, they didn't think it was as funny as we did. So Did they anyway, find it yeah. impolitic? Yeah, I think they found it uh, crude. But uh, then, uh, you know, we, I, I wish I would have thought about it. We could have done it again today with Kirk Cousins. That would have upset some people. Hey, uh, so here's the deal. I love the fact that I continue in, in on ESPN this morning. These guys were whining because the Vikings made the whole deal. You know, the whole deal is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. As though this is setting a bad precedent. No. This is setting a good precedent. When they promise you their now your money, you should get to keep it. That's uh, the NFL. The NFL has got away with murder on this for years. The fans should be celebrating. These are the heroes of your Sunday afternoons. These are the reason you're watching, not because some scumbag owner is going to take a guy like Chad Greenway and. Say you're going to get seven million dollars a year, and then turn around and say you only get three and a half. Why do we, Jerick Jerick McKinnon gets uh, what uh, on paper looks like a nice contract, uh, what uh, four years, thirty million or yep. something, right? Well, what are the odds of him not having the same thing happen to him next year that Latavius Murray has had happen to him? He will they're be lucky come, to see two thirds of that. They're going to come back to him and say, no matter what he does, they're going to come back and say, ah, you're making too much. Running backs don't make this much. So they, they throw the money at him. They give him some guaranteed money and say, it's a four year, $30 million contract. Then they turn around and, and, uh, rob him the next, uh, minute. Now does the fact that, uh, uh, Jarek McKinnon left them. Did they? They didn't attempt to keep him. Did I think they? that they wanted to, but when it, they found out that it was going to cost that much, they said, "Jarek, best of luck a, to you." They found out there was a. So why was he? Uh, w- w- did he just finish his four years? Has yes. he been here four years? Yeah, okay. that was yep. his rookie deal. He was okay. the same draft right. as Teddy. 
Okay, all right. So uh, he he did. But does this help Murray's situation if he tells him, no, I won't take a cut, or are they still going to cut? They'll cut him and find some other running back for half price. Huh? Most likely, and that's why, because they're getting Delvin back, they found that they're not going yeah, to have to spend a lot okay. on, on him. But they could find a guy They can find a guy on the street. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, okay, you get Delvin back, he's got a, the knee, and you assume he's going to be okay. But if he's not, and you just take some guy off the street, uh, is that a good idea? Yeah, but you when can you're also spend an eighty-four, eighty-six million dollars for a quarterback. Yeah, but you can also spend a fourth-round pick on a guy that can be productive sure. as a rookie. Well, yeah, if you're right, <laughs> you're, you know what I'm saying is uh, Murray had a good year. Pay him, mm-hmm. pay the man. Yeah, why I, do you go steal their money? I agree. And why do people support the owners? Why do people get upset? When, when there's an ounce of criticism player, thrown towards the towards oh, ownership no, of the front Or oh, even more, why do they get upset when, oh, that's too much money for Kirk Cousins? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's $28 million out of, uh, what, uh, what, once, what's the... What's the salary cap now? 160, It's 170-something. And it should be 300 It should be 300 if these idiots... Uh, had any kind of a union whatsoever i i just don't understand why people get upset here's the i up- think nfl players should get every possible nickel they can get and who, here's the other thing too pat if kirk cousins comes here and plays well and the vikings go to a super bowl in the next three years who cares who cares yes. how much money he's making who cares how much of it is 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 you know guaranteed or if it's too much money it's it, at that point if that happens then it's completely worth it it's totally worth it so i don't know i don't know why people are so bent out of shape about the guaranteed money no and and yeah and especially guys on espn the the football guys who are saying uh this is uh you know this is the, this is a bad precedent. No, it's not. It's a good precedent. And most of you guys are former players. Wouldn't you have thought it was a good precedent when you were playing? By the way, today the honey badger he's done mm-hmm. in Arizona. He wouldn't take a cut. Now he's been hurt a lot and hasn't played. Cousins has played. I'd take him here. Cousins has played. Oh yeah, he's uh, good. And you see, Joe Thomas retired. What's I did. that about? Uh, he had about? a really bad. Uh, was it a bicep or tricep injury at the end of last year? But he's yeah. also had. A bad ankle and a bad knee that he's been playing through um, up until he missed his very first snap in week eleven or whatever it was. But his his body, he's just basically said, "My body's done," you know. And I, you can't blame a guy like that. He's been at it for eleven years or whatever. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a first oh, ballot oh, Hall yeah. of Famer, yeah, which he is should, amazing. He should just he should be in in Canton just for sticking it out with the Browns did for you, a decade. Speaking of that, did you see the sports pickle was at it? The Cleveland Browns team Twitter account issued out a. You know, what a warrior. He's a brown for life. And Sports Pickle retweeted saying, don't insult a great man like that. <laughs> That's right. Did he, he must have played in one playoff game, right? They, didn't no. they have a, didn't, the did they have a playoff game? The last time the Browns made the playoffs no. was... The only time they made it, right? Derrick Anderson. Oh, when was Derrick no, Anderson? They were, no, they had a winning was, team, but they didn't make the postseason. Yeah, they went 10-6 and six that year with Derrick Anderson. No, oh. it was before that. It was like, I think Kelly Holcomb was 0-2? starting games. For, yeah, O two, 2 And they... They blew like a ten point yeah. lead in Pittsburgh. In so fact, how many it, how many Hall of Famers since we went to the ex, the expansion era when there was six five six teams from each conference in the playoffs have made the Hall of Fame without ever being in a playoff? Oh, that's game? a good question. In fact, I even <laughs> I saw this to... note, boys. He is the only player to have played as long as he did, as many snaps as he did, to never start a season one and zero. 
think no, about that's that. That's not true. That was eleven years. They've lost their opener eleven years in a row. It was from I believe the Browns beat writer on Twitter. I saw that he never started a season one and zero. Think about that, that. That's an accomplishment. That is, that is, an that is hard work, man. Then he yes, must have is. never at any point been like over five hundred either. Then. You know what they were, boys. They were like Joe when he does football picks. He tries to pick the loser. <laughs> uh, I was talking to Dan Shaughnessy here. He was here with the Red Sox today, Boston Globe. He was he was making fun of the the uh, the Patriots again. They just let their left tackle leave. They don't have an offensive line. They just let Nick Nate Solder leave to the Giants. He got four years, uh, sixty million dollars, but. How do they do it? They just they what have they lost four key players here in the last two days, right? Yeah. Amendola, uh Nate Solder. And they, they'll they'll, they'll just, draft some guy in the sixth round who will be starting fifteen games at left tackle for them <laughs> next season. Or a guy too. that's playing rugby. Yeah. I you know. know. If I was Brady, I'd say to hell with you. Get me a left tackle. Pay my left tackle. That's what I'd say. Because he's, you know, he can't move around back there like he used to. For I mean, he did. He used to be the greatest at stepping around in the pocket. He's still good, but he's not what he was. But uh, anyway, Kirk Cousins. Uh, somebody will have a report as to he's in town and they're having dinner someplace. Where are they having dinner so that the media can't find them? Oh, you got to go to Manny's, right? <clears throat> Yeah, because they can't look at, uh, uh, allegedly they can't take him to the facility until tomorrow, right? Is that, oh, that's Is the, that what I heard? Because free yeah. agency started you, at 3. 3, yeah. Our and time. You, can, you can have dinner with them and something. You can whine and dine them, but you can't show them your, uh, your uh, practice facilities and stuff like that till tomorrow. That's what, ah. somebody, that's what somebody told me anyway. Okay. So. I'm betting on a, what, 1 o'clock press conference? When will they do it? 1 o'clock? That'd probably be right tomorrow, yeah. Well, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, who, by the way, I continue to insist his name is Kurt Cousins, but it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I guess I'm not the first guy to refer to him as Kurt anyway. So uh, he'll, uh, he will be here tomorrow. Uh, this evening he's probably here already and uh will be the vikings quarterback the way all these moves have made there's no other option is there no he's it he's all you're, you got left isn't it amazing no and gessling talked to us about this yesterday and uh he wrote a piece today that's uh at, on the star tribune about how i mean the quarterback situation in the perception of the fans was finally solved with teddy it was gonna. The reason you got him was he could have a quarterback for ten years, and he took one bad step, and chaos. <laughs> now we've got more chaos coming and going with quarterbacks than we've ever had. Has any team ever had three quarterbacks leave them and sign for this amount of money? No way, right? No, I don't three think so. Three different quarterbacks. Three different quarterbacks who are probably going to start. I have left them, and you know they they're getting a better one. You got cousins, twenty, but. you got thirty eight, you got f- with Teddy's fifteen. With Teddy gets fifteen. That's a one wow. year. Yeah. Hey, what did Case get? Twenty or 18? 18, 18. 18. with an option for the the following season. Wow, this is, how many years is just one year? Just, no, well, it, it was a two year deal, but the second year is non guaranteed. Really, it's a team okay. option. I yeah. think right. Yeah. Now. Well, that's a good decision by him, though. Go out and play with that team, and they're probably going to draft a guy too. Yeah, and any quarterback who's worth a damn is going to look pretty good compared to what they've had, right? Exactly. So. He's about a step up from Trevor Simeon. Uh, Trevor, that Trevor could be our backup. There you go. Okay, get Trevor in here. All right, we'll be back. 
Matthew Caller covers the Vikings and other matters for 1500ESPN.com and also occasionally makes radio appearances in Fort Myers. Uh, I gave you that one at 7 a.m. today. Thank you for uh, helping me out, sir. Well, I mean, it's uh, free agency day officially, so I had to get up early anyway. Uh, Maybe not that early, but it's all right. I made it. Okay. Hey, do we know if Cousins is in town yet? He obviously is. I believe the Wilt Jet is picking him up and bringing him back here this evening, according to our friend Tom Pelissero. Okay, this evening, and then uh, we will uh, we will probably uh, rather than risk taking him to a local restaurant, they will probably just feed him in some. Oh, they can't take him out to Egan though till tomorrow, right? Is that right? So they would uh, they can't show him the facility till tomorrow. I believe isn't that what I heard? Is that the rule? I thought it would That's... be. Today, like I, tonight, I, they'd be able to show it to him. Okay, well, maybe. So, uh, what, uh, $84 million guaranteed? Is he going to start a precedent here for quarterbacks? I want it all guaranteed? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Aaron Rodgers always seems like an unhappy dude, but I think for that one day, he was probably pretty thrilled knowing <laughs> that he was going to get a contract extension. And if Kirk Cousins is worth that much guaranteed, then I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is worth. And the same thing goes for Matt Ryan. That's what makes this deal so interesting to me is that, uh, and so game changing really is that a lot of other agents and a lot of other quarterbacks are going to look at this and say, Hey, I mean, he's okay, but I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm a league MVP. I'm a Super Bowl winner. I'm a lot better than the guy who is consistently, you know, nine and seven or seven and nine. So pay me even more. Yeah, no, I, I think for at least that position. I don't know about any other positions, but at least for the quarterback position, he raised the bar for everybody. And uh, what is interesting is through the years, uh, some of these quarterbacks, they've gone to them and got them to spread the deal out further, longer, take less money so they can create cap room. That, that honeymoon might be over, too. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, you know what we'll see a lot of, too, is short-term deals because yes. – a lot of these quarterbacks can bet on themselves, and that's what's interesting to me about this Cousins deal is that it isn't the seven-year or even the five-year. It's just going for three years, and then he can do it again. And think about how much money this man could make when it's all said and done because he got franchise tagged a couple times. That's a pretty penny. That puts you in the top five of payment uh, per year of average quarterbacks. And then this deal being completely guaranteed for three years, so he could get to 32 years old, get another three-year deal for who knows how much money. I mean, Kirk Cousins could end up owning the NFL by the time this is over. Now, I had uh, We had Chip on yesterday, and Chip uh, remembers seeing this kid at the Big Ten Media Day and uh, what a uh, verbal guy he is and what an interesting character and funny. And, uh, and you had the piece today on the uh, gentleman at whom he screamed. What did he scream again? Uh, what did you think of that or something? What, what, was he, what did he scream at? <laughs> you liked that. You like you that. Like you like that. And yeah. he, he allegedly, this was a guy who does little TV interviews outside the, the locker room of the team. And uh, apparently they had expressed some dismay at some of uh, Kirk's performances. Yes. And really, before he did that wild scream, uh, Cousins was not really thought of as a franchise quarterback. At that point in his career, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. And he had just led a 24-point comeback 
and was still fired up coming off off the field and uh, took uh, Tarek El Bashir, the reporter, <laughs> by surprise. But you know, I mean, the interesting the interesting part of that is that when I was talking with Tarek for the story, he mentioned that Cousins is such an incredibly dedicated guy. In 2014, he got a chance to start, but then got benched for Colt McCoy and started flying in his own private quarterback coach to work with him after practices <laughs> to try and ensure that if he ever got a chance to, to start again that he wouldn't mess it up. And that was really what turned out to be the turning point in his career because after that he led them to the playoffs and then has been a reasonably good starting quarterback ever since. Uh, do you have the impression that perhaps that might have started also his uh, his uh, feud with the Redskins, that they might not have been totally on board with him flying in his own quarterback, Coach? Well, the, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think what really the feud is was just that they watched him every single day, kind of like we talked about with Case Keenum, only I think Cousins is better than Case Keenum. They watched him every day. They watched some of his shortcomings, and they said, yeah, we'll offer you a contract, but not one that's going to buy into you and then lock us in for a really, really long time. And, uh, you know, I think some of his shortcomings after watching this whole season back on the, the game tape and then looking through the stats and talking to people whose opinions I trust, I, I mean, there's, there's reasons to make an argument for him as a quarterback, but also it's not just Washington being clueless for why they decided to uh, move on from him and bring in Alex Smith, that there are shortcomings there. And I think that his competitiveness does help a lot, and, and that probably was part of it, that no one was buying into him and it always stuck under his skin. At, at one point, he yelled something else similar at the general manager of the team in 2016. <laughs> so I, this wasn't the only time he yelled at somebody and showed that side of himself. Uh, now, uh, you do th- I have to believe it got personal, though. It does seem that it got personal, didn't it? I mean, you just... You just don't say goodbye, you know, to an asset like that. Uh, I I don't know it. It uh, it it seemed to be that beyond not having full confidence into him in a Daniel Snyder operation, I can see something getting personal. Well, I mean, I think even Case Keenum probably feels that way about the Vikings. Like they yeah. never came to him and offered him a deal. And if you're the athlete it's a lot harder to understand than if you're you or I here talking on the radio when you're Case Keenum and you look down at your win-loss record and go 12-3 and three and you guys don't even want to ask me about a, a contract. But that's not, that's not, and, and probably Cousins felt the same way. Cousins probably wanted to argue, hey, guys, you know I don't play defense, right? That uh, Washington never had a good defense while he was there, and it seemed that he took – a good amount of blame for them not having more win-loss success. And I think some of that is fair. Some of that probably isn't fair because their defenses really were putrid during his time. But I still see some of the reasons why Washington might say, you know what, if we think you're the 15th best quarterback in the NFL, spending the type of money that the Vikings just put down probably isn't the best thing when we have a lot of other areas of our team that we need to help. Uh uh, Mike Zimmer became the modest, the face of the modest uh, confidence that Keenum, Keen, the Vikings had had in Keenum, but it's got to go above him. Spielman had to not be on board either. I mean, uh, otherwise he would have been, you know, if 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 Spielman was in any way convinced Keenum was the guy, he would have still been here for a lot less money. I would have guessed. I got the impression that the entire organization, and probably by the end in the locker room as well 
uh, was that what Keenum did was really good. He had a really good season. There's no other way to look at it when you have that win-loss record, top 10 in quarterback rating. But I think when Mike Zimmer said he's got the horseshoe around his neck, I think that everyone agreed with that. Right, that everyone looked at it that way, that the guy was throwing up miracle passes and everybody was catching him and the wide receivers were making him good. And I think what it comes down to is if you can get Case Keenum, a career journeyman backup, to have your team 10th in scoring, what would a legitimate starting quarterback do? Can we pump that guy up from his team maybe being 10th to getting us into the top five and having a great defense and being a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I think... That's how they're viewing Kirk Cousins. Uh, I got to think that uh, the Vikings have never been in a position to recruit uh, free agents like they are right now with the uh, combination of a stadium that's, uh, you know, very impressive when you walk in it. And uh, also, if you're a quarterback, you don't ever have to play outdoors at home, which is great. And then uh, uh, apparently the uh, Taj Mazigi two out in Egan is uh, fantastic too. So uh, you know you can uh, you can convince people to come here and uh, and win, and this is a great place to play right now. I would think. And if you guarantee their whole contract, oh sure, also, yeah. yeah, I'm all on. In, I'm all on board. By the way, I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the NFL. These scumbags should have to pay you what they promised to pay you, uh, in my opinion. So uh, it's the only. I don't know. I worry about the owners. I'm not sure. If oh yeah, be right. Okay. Yeah, Ziggy. I mean, Ziggy paid six hundred million for this thing, and it can't be worth more than two point seven, two point eight billion right now. So I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> To your point, though, you know, going out there and touring that facility, it's just another feather in the cap. There's very few teams that really have facilities anywhere like this. It's usually colleges because they're always trying to recruit. And maybe that was part of it. I think for Cousins, it's the contract, number one. But also, I mean, you're coming to a situation that you know is just going to make you better. And when you look at his 2016 season, that's his best year in my mind, where he had Pierre Garçon and where he had Deshaun Jackson, and he had a really good setup there. I think he's looking at this the same way. So it's kind of the culmination of, yeah, it's a great stadium, it's an amazing facility, the contract is right, but also you're stepping right into a spot where you have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. And how many times does a free agent quarterback ever get to go to a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year? The only time I can really remember that was uh, with Peyton Manning when he decided to sign with the Broncos. But normally, if you're in position to win a Super Bowl, that means you've already got the quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Hey, thank you, Matthew. Talk to you later. See ya. All right, Matthew Collar covers the Vikings for 1500ESPN.com. He has a very uh, clever story on the guy that uh, Cousins uh, did his. I saw that this... This little clip of Cousins has got like had like eight million views or something. What what's wrong with you people? It's not that entertaining. Football, anyway. football, baby. All right, we'll be back. Inside of the TCL broadcast studios, this portion of the ride with Royce is brought to you by MetaFast Weight Control Centers. Here's John Hyde with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens has your trusted favorites in cosmetics, skin care, and hair care, plus new premium and exclusive beauty products. Stop by. Find out what makes you feel beautiful. I'll tell you, 
Johnny, I'll tell you one thing about Fort Myers. You yes. don't have to have a, you don't have to look around too far to find your nearest Walgreens. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we got them. Pretty much any corner you're at, there's one. Yeah. That's so I learned when you had Matthew Collar on the Patriot Realty phone line earlier that yes, the uh, Patriot Realty phone line that you you booked him for a Fort Myers appearance this morning. Yes, I did. Seven a.m. Look at yeah, you. They, they got a hold of me and said, uh, "I said, you know, I'm going to be running around, but I got this guy. We got a guy. Uh, we got a guy who knows his stuff." Uh, anyway, what's up, John? Twins only six hits. They lose to the Red Sox two to one this afternoon. They'll play Tampa Bay tomorrow. Uh, the team did unveil a ticket plan today that lets fans go to. 13 home games in April for just 49 bucks. That's that's even better than last year's, right? Uh, uh, it's the about cheap the one, same. Was, cheap one they had last year? It was 30 home games in April and May last year for 99 bucks. Uh, by the way, so uh, Johnny, Chris Sale today, five innings, two hits, and zero, 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 seven strikeouts. Uh, he was pretty good. Wow. Uh, and uh, you know who can hit him? Hmm. Max, Max Kepler. <laughs> that was cruel and unusual. And po- uh, uh, you know, don't don't make poor old Max try to hit against Chris. Well, Hill. especially not a good in spring. Idea. Come on, that's right. The guy Speaking yeah. of that ticket plan, Patrick, uh, we know a guy that bought the one last year for ninety nine dollars <laughs> for the first two months and went to one game. One game. <laughs> I went to one ball game after. My wife was pretty happy about that ninety nine dollar ticket for one game. Uh-huh. Uh, Wild. Uh, we found out now, Jared Spurgeon. He will miss at least a month. Ooh, partial, ick. partial tear of his right hamstring groin muscle. Are we getting unlucky here for the playoff run? Uh, We've already looked cunning. We already lost cunning. Uh, Spurgeon suffered the injury during the loss last night to Colorado. He's been one of the Wild's best players this year, just one point shy of tying a career high in points. He has 37 this year. Uh, the Wild play the Scarlet Knights in Nevada on Friday. Are evening. we just saying lower body or are we saying groin? Partially tore his right hamstring groin Ooh, muscle. Ooh, wild. As predicted on the ride with Royce, according, according to Ian Rappaport, the Vikings are finalizing a trade for Broncos quarterback Trevor Simeon. Per source, really, oh, really. That's what we That's do. Right. We teach sports. We That's make right. predictions I, on this show. You know, I just had a vibe. You know, <laughs> what I mentioned. No, that it was, was a gas. Vibe. <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, I've been listening to those poop ads we have pretty closely. <laughs> you know? Paying attention, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh. Okay, then. My number two. Um, just, yeah. <laughs> My number two is nothing to write home about. I we, we do know more about Jarek McKinnon's deal with the Niners. Oh uh, only $6.2 million is guaranteed. Yeah, sure. And I, guess what, Jarek? Next year, when you go in to get your $5 billion, they're going to tell you we're going to give you two. You'll have to earn the rest through roster yeah. bonuses and base salary guarantees. They are thieves. They are scum. NFL owners are scum. But we really like to watch football. We like football on Sundays. That's right, yes. Uh, Hobie Baker Award finalist. we got a couple guys from Minnesota State Cloud State defenseman Jimmy Schultz and Minnesota State Mankato forward C.J. Seuss among the ten finalists. Ten final, not the three finalists. Did I say three? I'm sorry. No, no, no. You said ten finalists. Yeah, there's ten. Ten finalists. Okay. Go Mavericks. I think this would be the Mavericks' (laughs) first Hobie, wouldn't it, uh, Reeves? I believe so. I don't think so. I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah. All right. All right, Johnny. Go away. Okay. (laughs) You know, stories about 1970, how disappointing it was that, you know, Linnea got hurt and um, they didn't have a chance to to have a full team. And 
going to, to play um, Jacksonville and you know, everybody talks about if Lanier was healthy, um, they would have taken on UCLA. And you know, it's this victory's for those guys that didn't get an opportunity to uh, to show their talent. All right, that is the coach of the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, one of the great nicknames you're ever going to find, Mark Schmidt. Now, I got to say, a Mark Schmidt from the East sounds a little different than a Mark Schmidt from uh, Minnesota, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, got, he sounds like a guy who grew up at a gym, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. But uh, last night, they, they're in the first four. And, uh, you know, the good news about this is we know Brandon Lang will be back next week to uh, redeem himself, right? Uh, Brandon, we had Brandon on last week. He was all over, uh, yesterday, he was all over UCLA. They lose to St. Bonnie, 65-58. Now, for you young guys, you don't know about St. Bonaventure's basketball history, do you? No. 1970 was the last time they won a NCAA tournament game. They had a center named Bob Lanier. And this was the days when the NCAA tournament still was like a 25-team event. And uh, St. Bonaventure was just an Eastern independent. And they were 22-1 and one, uh, going into the uh they they were yeah twenty two and one going into the NCAA tournament that year. They beat Davidson in the first round. They beat NC State in the second round, and they beat Villanova in the regional final to go to the NCAA to fight to, to go to the final four. But Bob Lanier hurt his knee late in that game. Was not able to play. They went to the uh, the final four and lost to Jacksonville ninety one eighty three. Artis Gilmore was the star of Jacksonville, and uh, they also lost the third-place game to Villanova. What's interesting about that Final Four is if you go back, both Jacksonville and Villanova are vacated. UCLA won. Yeah, but Jacksonville, Artis, they had done some hijinks with Artis. Artists. This is Jacksonville University down in in Jacksonville, and uh, they pretty much never heard of them since. And Villanova was because of Howard Porter. Uh, but I got to tell you about the St. Bonnie team of my even of my youth. There was a great guard from Austin Pacelli named Ori Girelli. Uh, G-I-R-E-L-E, and he became a famous coach down there in the Albert Lee, Rochester, uh, Austin area. But he was a, he went, he, back, they had the, uh, the Catholic tournament back they called it the private school tournament they weren't in with the uh they weren't in with the public schools then and uh he he helped lead pacelli to a state championship i believe i remember pacelli winning the state catholic championship well he went out there and he played with a guy named tom stith and tom stith was a uh, fantastic player and uh he uh ended up being the number two overall pick in 1961, that was their first time they went to the NCAA. Tom Stith averaged 27 points a game, and uh, Ori Girelli was his point guard, basically throwing the ball. Tom Stith had an older brother named Sam Stith, who was the first black kid to ever play at uh, St. Bonaventure, and another great player. They both came from Harlem. But uh, Ori Girelli was the point guard there. And Tom Stith was the number two overall pick in the draft. Got tuberculosis 
uh, and was lost like 15 pounds that summer waiting for the NBA. They went and uh, he finally got tested and they decided he had t- tuberculosis. He only ended up playing 25 games in the uh, in the in the NBA uh, after being the number two overall pick. But he was a great player. And they, they they've had Lanier, they've had Tom Stith, St. Bonnie had a, a great uh, basketball history. And uh, fantastic uh, to see them uh, knock off UCLA. Now, in 1970, the reason that Mark Schmidt is paying tribute to that 1970 team is the team that won that year was UCLA in their during their streak of nine of ten. But if he hadn't got if Bob Lanier, Lanier hadn't gotten yep. hurt, if Bob Lanier hadn't gotten hurt, they probably would have played uh, UCLA in the national championship game. So he kind of said. This was revenge sure, for that team. Sure. Not yet. It's uh, 48 years later, but it's revenge for that St. Bonnie team not getting to uh, play UCLA in the national championship game. Much like when Bud wanted to beat the Chiefs a couple of years after mm-hmm. Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl Five. Same same kind of yes, deal. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. Uh, although you know this is the tournament, and I and, and this is their first victory since 1970. St. Bonaventure. I I wa- uh, I was doing that live appearance last night, Patrick. For those Dosecki's appearances we were doing, and we had the game on, and I was openly rooting for St. Well, wasn't to everybody win. rooting for oh, St. Bonaventure? Fantastic. Except, unless they took Brandon Lang's advice, <laughs> they had money have, on the Bruins. Might not have been ruining. Is Alford in trouble? My... By the way, do you think Steve Alford's in trouble? At UCLA, uh, I don't know. I why would it be? I, they they had to throw three guys off the team for stealing in China. Yeah, before the season started. So I mean, that's not his fault. So I I wouldn't think he is, but okay. who knows? Who knows? Maybe Tubby can end. How up about out that? The team he beat in the tournament just a few years ago with the Gophers. Yes, Tubby beat. Yeah, yeah, right. Tubby beat him too. So uh, uh, by the way, it, it looks like uh, they must have a deal made with Penny Hardaway to be the coach and get some of those AAU kids from memphis right yeah and i can't believe that memphis is gonna foot the bill for that buyout again my god well they must have they maybe they reached some kind of a settlement today by the way i'll tell you how my mind works i looked up the 1961 st bonnie team because ori girelli was on it i knew they went the final four and then i saw who they got beat by that year and one of the teams they got beat by was duquesne so then i looked up duquesne uh, to see who might have been on that team for Duquesne, and their star was a guy named Ned Twyman. Mm. So then I had to look up and see if Ned Twyman was the brother of the great Jack Twyman, who, uh, and he indeed was the brother of the great Jack Twyman, who then, of course, is famous not only as a great NBA player and a former NBA uh, commentator on national television, but his teammate, Maurice Stokes, Suffered a uh, a blow to the head during a game. They they came in one year apart, uh, Twyman and no, they came in the same year, first and second round draft choices with the old Rochester Royals, who became the Cincinnati Royals. Most most Stokes was a fantastic player from St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Hit his head on the floor. Ooh. They put him back in the game. Uh, he played the next three games, but he had a seizure on an airplane, basically uh, stroked out completely. Oh my God! And Jack Twyman became his guardian. 
and uh, raised money for Mo Stokes for uh, years and years and years, and uh, and be you know was a as uh, so I then I started looking and I found this. I, it's in my Twitter account if you want to read it. This great column when Jack Twyman died, who uh, basically he said uh, there might have been better players than Jack Twyman. But there's never been a better teammate. Wow. And it's, it's a great column that a guy named David Whitley wrote. And you can find it in my Twitter feed if you want to. And anyway, somehow I got from Ori Girelli to Jack <laughs> Twyman and most Stokes. But uh, it was uh, fun. Uh, you, you learn sports here. You, That's we right. Teach you, we teach you sports. All right. Go Bonnies. Go Bonnies. Win another one. It'd be great. All right. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? As the airplane was approaching Warsaw's International Airport, the pilots noticed an error that indicated the landing gear might not be down. Now, on these old Soviet planes, that was actually a frequent error, and uh, you never knew whether the landing gear was actually not down or if the light was broken. To be on the safe side, they requested a go-around. And when the pilots increased the thrust, an explosion occurred, destroying three of the four engines. March 14, 1980, uh, the uh, USA boxing team, their national boxing team, the amateurs, they were flying to Warsaw uh, to uh, compete in the World Championships in March, and, uh, in March of 1980. And as you just heard, uh, the uh, that plane... Uh, they were Polish Airlines, and uh, it was an old Soviet jet that they were flying on. All 87 people on the plane were killed in the crash. They actually crashed into an army base, which used to be an old fort in ancient times, and ended up in a moat. Uh, the, the plane ended up in a moat, and uh, the, you know there were the people couldn't get out. Everybody, uh, everybody died, including 22 members of the U.S. team, 14 boxers, a famous legendary coach, uh, uh, Sarge Johnson, was the coach of the team. He died. They had a great young fighter named Lemuel Steeples, who had the U.S. gone to the Olympics that way, would have been the favorite to win. He uh, also died. Uh, Bobby Chaz, you guys remember him? CZYZ. No. He was a light heavyweight and he became a world champion. He was supposed to be on the flight, ended up uh, getting a car accident and had to cancel and uh, did, did not fly on the flight and did not die. But uh, March 14th, 1980, uh, we, we had a piece the other. We, we talked a few days, uh, a couple months ago, about the when the U.S. figure skating team got wiped out in a plane crash uh, over in Europe. And this one, March 5th, 14th, 1980, the, uh, the U.S. Uh, boxing team amateur team got beat now there were no olympics that year we didn't go to the olympics that year because we boycotted moscow but uh anyway another tragedy